Hello and welcome to The Mock Review with Ben and Drew. I'm Ben Garmo. And I'm Drew Evans. Well, Drew, the calendar has turned to August, and that means we are getting so close to the start of this year's AMTA season. (laughs) It is genuinely hard to believe. It feels like yesterday that Harvard won the national championship, and we had an opportunity to chat with Travis and Stella. I cannot believe that I'm looking at the calendar, and and it's under two weeks until the case comes out. Uh, We got a lot of exciting stuff coming up. But today's episode is going to talk about something exciting that just happened recently, and that was AMTA's Rookie Rumble Tournament. The tournament was a huge success. There were 48 teams that competed and three judges that were counted in every trial, but many trials had more than three judges. Uh, The final round, the winners of the respective divisions were a team from UCLA, made up entirely of UCLA students, and a team from Penn, Rutgers, and Georgia Tech, made up of students of a combination of those three schools. Uh, the Penn, Rutgers, Georgia Tech school uh, team was the uh, team that ultimately ended up winning the final round and winning the Rookie Rumble Tournament. And we're really excited to get a chance to talk to one of the members of that team here in just a little while. But Drew, I know you were following along. We had a lot of people following along on our Mock Review Discord as Rookie Rumble was going on. <laughs> so just what were your overall thoughts on on this tournament that I think was definitely a success? So I think this might be a change for a lot of our listeners, but I actually was quote-unquote at, as much as you can be at a virtual tournament, at the Rookie Rumble um, helping to coach the the Haverford team that was competing. So I got to watch all of their rounds and um, let me just say that it was an absolute pleasure. I I don't think I realized, I know that I imparted on the kids I was working with um, that I thought, you know, this is a summer tournament that counts for very, very little. Um, it has no implications on the AMTA season. It's kind of a fun chance to get to do some more mock trial. Um, and people took it really seriously. I think that almost all of our rounds were against teams that were, I mean, substantially more polished than I was expecting. And I think I was kind of thinking that this was going to be, you know, a worse version of the early invites. And this was, I mean, most of the rounds I was watching were mid, you know, mid to late invite quality, which I was really surprised by. I just didn't really think people were going to have that much time to put together a solid cohesive case and, and really, I mean, people had their material memorized. People were off notes uh, in just two weeks. I mean, that's not only would that normally be hard for a regular full team, but when you are pulling random people together in a lot of cases, when you um, are, are mostly inexperienced members that only have either one or, or two years of experience, I mean, I, I was just really blown away. But I think it's an important lesson for everyone that when you when you really put your head down and just start doing it, you can do this stuff a lot faster. You can get off notes a lot faster. You can write all of your material a lot faster than you think. And I, I hope that everyone learns from this that maybe they can accelerate their schedule a little bit and start making edits earlier on. And maybe early invites will become uh, you know a, even earlier or a lot more competitive, hopefully, than they have been in the past. I'll also add, though, that the tournament was just run really, really well. I mean, clearly AMTA by now has figured out how to run um, virtual tournaments, you know, as I would hope. But the the tab uh, system was really, really helpful, really easy to use, really, really 
just pretty to look at, honestly. I, I enjoyed that. It's the same one that Sam Jahinger uh, designed a while back, and, and he did a great job with it. Um, so hats off to him for a well done uh, with the tab summary uh, and with the tab throughout the tournament. But the tab representatives and the Amtha representatives, I really was just very impressed by. It was a lot of um, some of the more younger uh, up-and-comers uh, within the Amta graduated community, I think. Um, a lot of people that we've had on the podcast. And um, and that was just a lot of fun to get to see uh, kind of them starting to get more involved in the, the AMTA system. So I, I love to get to see that. Um, and I, I, again, just thought it was a really well-run and fun tournament to be at. So I, I enjoyed it. Ben, I will, I'll throw it back to you briefly. Um, any, any thoughts that you had just about doing Rookie Rumble at all? Um, I know that you judged a few rounds, but just what were your kind of thoughts on it? Well, I, I didn't actually judge any rounds, but I was helping okay. out with coaching. So uh, one of my students, Maria, who uh, was on the championship team as a witness, uh, she was on a team as an attorney with, so we we did a team that was basically like a combined Maryland team. So it was her, two students from College Park, and then one of her high school teammates who's now a competitor at Tulane. Um, I do have to shout them out. They were team mm-hmm. 95-99. They, they took, I think, seventh or eighth place. And um, yeah, they took seventh place and... Yep. Uh, Maria won a attorney award, which is super excited mm-hmm. because exciting because she's competed mostly as as a witness so far. Um, Abdullah Khan, who's a former competitor from Maryland, was the primary coach of the team, and then I helped out when I could. Um, so I got to watch a couple of rounds and, and got to really pay attention to it. I totally agree with you about the quality of the tournament. Uh, Amelia, who was the primary, I think she was the chair of the Rookie Rumble tournament committee. We amped her wrapped together, uh, not this past year, but the year before. Uh, she's amazing, just like knows her stuff. Runs a really tight ship. I am not surprised at all that her committee had everything locked down and taken care of because the whole tournament was run really well. Uh, I hope that this keeps happening. I hope Mm -hmm. that this is a thing that we continue to do. I know that uh, we've talked in the past about one last time when they, you know, Imta did that and how that would be a cool thing to continue. But I remember when you and I talked about one last time last summer, we talked about how, well, okay, this was cool and we've got no problem with it. But of course, we just had a full season. So it wasn't really necessary like it was the year before when the season got canceled. But the Rookie Rumble Tournament provides the type of experience that I can tell you as a coach, I'm always looking for. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for opportunities during the summer to say, okay, how can we do more mock trial? How can we dive into this? How can we like challenge ourselves in a different way, try something different. And those skills, I think, translate even to virtual mock trial. That Even though, obviously, yeah. we're about to go into an in-person season, those skills like working with new teammates and, like you just said, picking up a case quickly, those are things that are kind of the same whether you're online or in person. And so I think it was really cool to see. I think it was awesome that they let rising seniors judge. Uh, mm-hmm. One of our judges in the final and in, in Maria's round four was Travis Harper. And like, yeah, Travis Harper's a rising senior, but they also might be the most qualified judge that we've ever had. It'd be hard for me to imagine a more qualified <laughs> judge than someone like Travis or any of the number of other seniors that I saw on the judging list. So I think it was a resounding success. Um, the fact that they managed to get 48 teams in yeah. the middle of the summer, in one of the last full, you know, weekends of the summer before people start to go back to class and people, you know, from around the country decided to do virtual mock trial. Clearly that speaks to the demand that there is 
uh, for mock trial right now. And, and my last thought is, I think it's probably a prediction that this is going to be a pretty great season yeah. because you just look at the quality of the rounds that we saw. And, you know, these are these are the young members of, yeah, right. of these quality teams. You know, you didn't even see the rising seniors. I guess, you know, rising juniors obviously could be in this tournament. But you didn't any of the rising seniors. Seniors are so often the anchor of the best teams in the country. None of those people were competing. And this was still a great tournament. So I think it was, you know, a complete success. Nothing but good things to say about it. And I hope it continues. Yeah, definitely some thoughts um, stemming from what you said. But uh, I'll, I'll start with... I totally agree. I really, really hope they bring this back in the future. I think it's a great resource for young kids to get a little more experience. I also think that this is something that I, like, I always talked with people about wishing there was something like this, a way to compete with your friends that you've made at other programs or people that you competed with in high school that you want to reconnect with. Like, there's just so many cool things that this allows us to do that we don't always get during the empty season. And I know people have been talking about it for a while. I'm just, I'm thrilled that they're finally doing it. I also think that, you know, you just talked about the size benefit being 48 teams. It was two divisions. This was really a mini national championship. Yeah. And that's really, really fun. They had three judges score each round. They had more judges than that in each round. Someone that was there. I don't think we had a single round with less than four judges. Um, that was cool. It's a lot of feedback to be getting. It's just a very different um, style of tournament. You have the kind of division winners facing each other in that tournament style final round. Um, I love that. I mean, I think it's just nationals has always been such a exclusive hard thing to get to compete at and such a special experience for people that go there. And obviously this doesn't replace that, but it is a great thing for people to get a chance to to taste and to get to try and to see teams that they would probably never otherwise get to see. I, I, I can't say enough good things really about this. I cannot understand why anyone would not want to continue doing it. And as you said, I mean, just given the number of people that were interested in it, I think very clearly it will continue to be something that people want to do. And it's going to have a lot of meaning. I mean, if you look at these uh, you know, the teams that did well, the award winners. I mean, these are the future. These are the people that we're going to be looking to. And I think if you look at the tab summaries, there are a lot of names that are going to be recognizable that you're going to say, yep, you know, that's someone who I think of as being really, really good. I will quickly shout him out because I got to watch him. Brian Walker of UGA. Holy cow. That kid blew me away. I could not believe how good he was as a rising junior. It kind of sickens me. Um, but, uh, like, holy cow, some of these kids are just really, really excellent. And so it was a lot of fun to get to watch them to kind of see, uh, the future. And I think it's a good prediction of, of things to come for sure. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I saw some really phenomenal young talent, uh, and it's just exciting, you know, like this time of year for mock trial, we're all kind of waiting for the case. By the time everyone's hearing this episode, the case will be, you know, a little more than a week away from coming out. And so, uh, you know, we're just kind of in a holding pattern at this time yeah. of year. And instead, we've got this whole tournament to discuss and all of these interesting results and these exciting awards. And it's just a really, really cool thing. And so, of course, that's why we want to have the opportunity to talk to someone from the winning team. And we're going to get to that segment in just a moment. Before we do that, Drew, any last thoughts on Rookie Rumble or anything from your experience coaching it before we go to our next segment? 
Yeah, so you mentioned that you had Travis Harper in the last round, and, and Travis is obviously a uh, rising senior right now. And I think that one of the really cool things about Rookie Rumble was that it enabled younger students to compete, but older students to judge. And it was an opportunity for current competitors, people that will be competing in AMTA, to get a time, uh, get a chance to judge around. And I cannot tell you how valuable that is going to be to them. I think it is going to be so, so helpful because those seniors have gotten a taste of when I'm judging, what am I looking for? What are the things that determine my score? What did I not really notice? What did not really affect my score? And obviously every judge is different. You may score things differently than another judge might. But I I, I remember when I first judged, I was really struck by how early on I kind of made up my mind about what the score for that individual direct cross witness, whatever it was going to be. And then everything else was like adjusting from there. If they did something really great, maybe like, all right, I'll, I'll knock it up a point. Or if they did something really bad, I'd, I'd knock it down a point. But, um, you know, things like that, I think you don't really understand. You can't really appreciate until you've been a judge. So I think as helpful as this was for younger members that maybe haven't gotten a chance to be an attorney, you cited Maria, right? Hadn't gotten a chance to be an attorney before. This is a chance to to try that. I know we had a few members who did roles that they had never done before. Um, that's a great opportunity for them. But it's also, it's really not leaving the seniors to the wayside. It's giving them something to do too that I think has a lot of similar value and will give them a lot of really helpful perspective going into this competitive season. So like I said before, can't say enough good things. I think that everyone got a chance to do something and that is really, really cool, really unique. And I just, I hope they keep doing it. It was great. Good job to those that ran it. Yep. I totally agree with you. You know, for us, it was a neat opportunity to, you know, have people to try out new roles. You know, Maria has been an attorney in the unstack season, for example, but not in the stack season. And it allowed her and some of her teammates to kind of switch things up and try new parts in an area that obviously there were stakes, people were trying to win, but but sort of, you know, no harm, no foul if you try something and, and it, you know, doesn't work. That that's sort of the whole point of the tournament. So I think it was it was an unmitigated success and a really neat idea. And I want to give a lot of credit to the people who came up with the idea and executed the idea, because I think it was just, you know, a success from top to bottom. So as we mentioned, we want to have an opportunity to talk to somebody from the winning team. So we're going to take a break in a second. We've got Katie Volpert coming on the show today. Uh, Katie is a competitor at University of Pennsylvania at Penn Mock Trial, uh, and she was one of the members of the team that actually won uh, the Rookie Rumble Tournament, that team from Penn and Rutgers and Georgia Tech that we mentioned a little while ago. We're really, really looking forward to getting a chance to chat with her and, and hear how her experience was uh, competing at and winning Rookie Rumble. So everybody hang tight. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Welcome back. Well, we're so pleased to have with us Katie Volpert of University of Pennsylvania Mock Trial. Katie, thanks so much for being here. Um, but to really quickly give her the introduction that she certainly deserves, Katie is currently a junior at Penn. She is the vice president of finance there. She has also won a couple of awards, including a award at regionals and orcs in the 21 uh, season. And then she's also won an award at probably the most important tournament you can win an award at, which is, of course, Black Squirrel in that same season. 
Most notably, though, she just won the championship of the Rookie Rumble Tournament along with the rest of her team. So, Katie, thanks so much for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. All right, Katie, I honestly don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast before, but if you have, you know the first question I'm going to ask. What is your origin story? How did you get involved in this godforsaken activity that we're still talking about 70 episodes in? I actually joined a mock trial in high school for the first time, um, and my sister was on the team, but she wanted to quit, and she didn't want our coach to be mad at her. Uh, so she was like, okay, I'm going to quit, but here's my little sister. Like, she'll try out for you. Um, <laughs> the and sacrificial I was lamb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I started my freshman year of high school, and I've been doing it ever since then. Well, hey, that's how you get started. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started at Penn? So my freshman year, um, I mean, I really loved mock trial in high school. It was like my favorite thing that I did. So I was pretty sure that I wanted to do it. Um, so I was like set on it from the summer. I was like emailing the mock trial team, which is super nerdy. And I regret it now. Um, and asking them like, what are your auditions going to be? Whatever. Um, and yeah, so I tried out the start of my freshman year. Um, and I've been competing with them ever since. All right. So obviously we're going to get to rookie rumble in a bit, but because we just talked about pen mock trial, I just, I have to ask a few questions. I think most of our listeners know that my younger brother, Alec was on the pen mock trial team. And that's kind of my connection to the organization. Um, my understanding, Katie, is that he was a senior when you were a first year. Um, so I, I just, I really have to ask this, like, do you have any good, like just terrible stories about him that we can share with the whole country and that I can make fun of him with later? If you don't, oh you don't, gosh. but if you do, and I know I'm putting on the spot, I did not ask her this before. I wanted to get the, the raw reaction for all of you. And Alec, <laughs> I know he's not listening, but maybe if it's something good, then he will be listening now. So haha, gotcha. Honestly, I can think of some things. I don't know that I should share them with the whole country. Oh, but, um, fine, fine. <laughs> but yeah, no, I remember one thing I distinctly remember is that Alec was like, very inviting, like super nice at our freshman initiation or like our first event as freshmen. You know, he like ran a lot of games for us, made sure we were having a lot of fun. He would always like make sure to send us nice messages and stuff like that to encourage us. So yeah, Alec was really nice as a senior. Katie, come on. That is not what we're looking for. I don't want the nice. Come on. I'm his older brother. I need something good here. No, it's all good. I know he's a good guy. Um, is, well, is this like in a job interview when they ask your weaknesses and you're like, I care too much. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm too hard of a worker. Um, <laughs> oh, God. He was so nice. He was encouraging us. Is that like code or something? Was he really just awful? That's what we're going for here. No, I'm just kidding. All right. We're not going to make this about my brother too long. Um, so, Katie, I, I am really curious about how the heck this team was formed. Like, I, I just... I think that on first instinct, and we, we joked about this before, but, you know, you guys are from Rutgers and UPenn and Georgia Tech. And I think that a lot of people didn't know that there was any common thread there. So can you take us through how this team even got created? Yeah, 100%. I mean, once we saw that the tournament was happening and that you could do it with anyone from any team, that was like super exciting because Charlie... Um, who character witnessed on the team and Gervin who closed on in the final round. Um, well, Charlie's like my best friend from high school. Uh, and Gervin was also one of my best friends. We met through mock trial. The three of us did it together. I think Charlie joined my sophomore year. Gervin joined the next year. He's a year younger than us. Um, but Gervin and I were always co-counsels in high school and Charlie was always on the team with us. And we were like, you know, we thought we would never get to compete together again. 
Um, so it was like incredibly exciting that we had that opportunity to do so. And I knew immediately that that was what I wanted to do. Um, and then Sina, who's the fourth member of our team, is my friend from Penn. Um, and yeah, I also knew immediately that like I really wanted to compete with Sina. We've been on the same team since we were on the freshman team together. I actually think we've never not been on the same team. Maybe there was like one month where we were on different teams. But um, yeah, so Sina and I are pretty close friends. We needed a fourth person. And I was like, this seems perfect. We can all compete together. You guys can beat each other. Um, yeah, and everything just like came together really nicely. You know, that's such an interesting story of how the team came together. And also, I think, really indicative of why this was such a great and successful tournament. Uh, Drew and I were talking about in our segment before you came on, just about how we thought the tournament was super successful. And that was one of the main reasons why, you know, the team that I helped out with a little bit was a student from UMBC, two start students from Maryland College Park and a student from Tulane. And I know there were a lot of other teams like that. I would imagine, though, that a team like that could be a little bit challenging to uh, to do the preparation because, of course, you have to do everything virtually from a distance. Not everybody has met each other. So, OK, you, you've taken us through how your team was created, who was on your team. Once you you formed your team and you actually got the case, how did you go about preparing and how did you work together as a team to get ready, even though you were presumably scattered across the country? Right. I'm not going to lie. It was actually such a mess. Um, and Charlie Gervin and I are actually all home in New Jersey for the summer. So we like should have been in the same place, but, um, Charlie has an internship that goes literally all day. It's a two hour commute into Brooklyn. And so that took up like every single day for those two weeks. Um, Gervin was like moving his older brother in somewhere. So he was away for the two weeks. Um, and so we tried to meet like really late every night. Cena had pretty good availability, which was nice. Um, but we tried to meet really late every night at like nine or 10 PM. And we would just go until like 11, 1130. Um, but honestly, we had like so many like two person practices. It was really hard to get everything together. And we ended up having to do a lot of the work, like just asynchronously and review it, you know, in our free time. Cause yeah, it was incredibly difficult to make sure all our schedules were coinciding and it just wasn't happening. You know, this might not be, your experience might've been a little different than some other people who were on hybrid teams since a couple of the people were people you'd competed with in high school, but obviously their people then, then have gone on and, and learned from their college programs. So what was it like doing that prep process in terms of, okay, you're preparing with someone who approaches things the way that Rutgers does things and the way that Georgia Tech does things. I'm really interested to hear how the things that your former teammates have learned with their college programs contributed to how you all work together. Yeah. I mean, I actually think it was incredibly helpful. I mean, first of all, just seeing like Gervin and Charlie, who I haven't seen compete since high school, or like I haven't seen them compete live since high school. Um, like they've improved so much from their college programs. Like I was so proud to see them. Um, they did amazing. Um, but like for Cena and I, since we don't have a coach on Penn, I think we're pretty used to like learning from other people's styles and learning from watching other people. And so we especially, I think, really appreciated to get to like see like Georgia Tech style and Rutgers style and like take from that uh, what we thought like really worked well. Um, yeah. And I think also Charlie Gervin and I probably have like a similar style still from high school, which helped us a little bit. I think Gervin and I, especially on like objections, like we learned how to object the same way. Um, so I think that helped out a little bit, but yeah, I think it was just a really great opportunity for us to like learn from each other and from each other's college programs, which was really cool. So you talked a lot about the fact that you guys had all gone to the same high school together. And, and I, I think that that's a really good point that it does provide 
a common base and a common place where you're coming from. Could you maybe speak a little more to that that high school connection? What was your high school mock trial experience like with them? Um, how successful were you guys? You know, what type of coaching and instruction did you receive? I think that you know, as as considering how well you guys did, I feel like it's it's worth understanding. You know, what's this high school doing over there? It seems like they got something good going. Yeah. So, um, I mean, my high school's uh, mock trial program is like incredibly new. I think it was formed maybe like two years before I was a freshman, maybe a couple more. Um, we didn't have an attorney coach. We didn't have a witness coach. Um, but our history teacher coached us single-handedly. Uh, he did mock trial in high school. So it had, it had been a little bit, but he just really loved mock trial and was like passionate about it, which I think helped. Um, but yeah, we didn't really have like, we didn't have a bank account. Like we had no money, no resources really. Um, and we didn't have that many people trying out. Like we would usually have like 11 people try out, 10 people make it, one person's an alternate. Um, so we weren't always like super competitive, but yeah, we usually competed at like the county level. Um, yeah. And it was more like just us trying to like get the team to like a new level. Um, I think now they're probably doing a little better than when we were in high school, but yeah, no, I I don't think our team was, I, I think the main thing is that we all just like really cared about mock trial and we would put a lot of like time into it, but I don't know that we necessarily put a lot of skill into it. Yeah, Katie, it's really interesting to hear how this team was formed and the influence that you all had on each other because you all obviously had such a successful weekend. So I want to take us there. You, of course, go through the prep process and then you get to the tournament itself. Um, you all played some really, really good teams. You had some tough, close rounds. Um, we'll get to the uh, how you advanced to the final round in just a, a moment. But take me through your rounds over the weekend. Can you kind of take us through who you ended up playing and were there any particular rounds that stand out to you as like, wow, this was a really great trial or a trial that you really remember from that weekend? Yeah. So we first round were challenged by Michigan. Um, I think at that point there were only three teams for them to choose from. We were really low on the challenge order. Um, <laughs> they still chose us though out of the three teams. I guess that's a little bit of a victory. <laughs> um, and Michigan was really good. Michigan's really clean, um, really good material, really consistent. Um, we hit Northeastern second round. They were really good. They had some really good, like technical catches that they kind of got us on. Um, Northwestern, the next round, they were really good, really clean. But the fourth round against Duke was probably, it wasn't the closest results wise, but it felt like it should have been like Duke was really outstanding. Both of their attorneys were really solid, really fantastic witnesses. Um, yeah. And the entire round, we kind of knew we were like, we feel like we have a chance to like do well. We didn't actually think we would get through, but we were like, we know that we need to win all three ballots from this round if we were to get through. So that was definitely like a nail biter round for us. I, I like you um, saying the results, you know, weren't like quite as close. Cause if I'm looking here, it's a, it's a one, a three and a four, right? I think you guys like you, that was, that's a close trial in my mind. Like I know you won all three, but that, you know, that doesn't surprise me at all that a trial between your team and Duke's team would be such a good trial. Uh, you know, Michigan, Northwestern, it doesn't surprise me at all, for example, that a team like Michigan would be really good at this tournament. They have such a, a clean and, and great style. Um, but let's talk about, you know, so, okay, you finish that round with Duke and it ends up that you all advance to the final round, but you do it on a three-way tie with CS and in fact, your your uh, the second place team, team nine zero five six, was one CS point behind you. So, 
you all, of course, you're not in the same place. It's a Zoom tournament. But as this is going through, right, and, and you, you know, it's moving through and it moves up the list. Presumably at some point, I guess you guys figured out that you'd won all three ballots. But take me behind the scenes as you started to realize, oh, we, we might be going to the final round. Yeah, no, it was actually so funny because our fourth round ends. I like closed all my tabs. I was like, okay, done with mock trial for the day. Um, we're like in our group chat. We're like getting to the top 10 and we're like, God, I really hope we made top 10. Like that would be cool. I really wanted a winning record for the weekend. So I was like, I just want one ballot from this Duke round. So we're going like, what was it? Like seven and five, I think. I was like, I just want a winning record. Um, and they're announcing the teams. They're announcing the teams. And we're like, oh, my God, are we not going to be in the top 10? Like, that sucks. Like, I really wanted to be able to do that. And then they get to Duke. I think Duke was seventh. And they were like seven ballots. We're like, wait a second. Duke went into that round with seven ballots. Like, no way. Does that mean that we won all three ballots? And I think we were a little confused because we're like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's no way that that happened. Um, <laughs> and they're getting like higher and higher. And then they said that it was a three-way tie. And we're like, oh, my God. At this point, I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't know that I can do, like, a fifth round today. Like, <laughs> like it would be cool to win. But, like, I kind of hope that we didn't get through a little bit. Um, but, yeah, we were, like, absolutely shocked. Like, going into the weekend, we didn't think we'd come even close to that. And during the weekend, we were just like, let's just, like, do as well as we can, you know. Like, take some ballots off some good teams. Like, that would be good enough for us. But, yeah, we were, like, literally shocked. Like, I, we were not prepared to do a fifth round. Well. Of course, you had to do a fifth round, and I think we can all agree it went pretty well. But before we even get to the result of that final round, you know, I want to kind of keep going with this. So you're not even, you closed all the Zoom tabs, you're kind of mm -hmm. checked out, and then it's like, oh, you got another round to do. Um, what, what, what did you guys do? Like, is there a, do you guys start talking immediately? Are you like kind of on your own just like all right time to just focus back up like what was the those you know I feel like you guys had like 30 minutes or so yeah. before that round started like what was that what, tell me what those 30 minutes were like because I'm sure there are just a few emotions probably going through your head right we definitely wasted so much time because we were just so confused um <laughs> like first of all we had no idea who we were hitting because like we weren't even like thinking to listen to like who's going into the final round from the other division because we were like there's no way that we're going into this round like it'll be fun to watch back later but like we don't need to know this right now you know um so we had no idea who we were hitting I didn't really know how to get onto the zoom because like I was like like going out at that point I was like so shocked that we made it I was like not fully listening um all I knew was that we were plaintiff and we had just run plaintiff so I was like happy that we were doing that uh we immediately got on a FaceTime um, we're very excited. We wasted like 10 minutes just talking on the FaceTime, which was so dumb. We didn't realize how quick the turnaround time was, to be honest. Um, and then once we realized how soon the round was, we were like, oh my gosh, we need to like fix our material. Like I started like opening up our demos and like making small edits to it. Um, like I had gotten an objection in the previous round because I put like the wrong date on one of the demos by accident. And I was like, oh my God, I need to like fix typos right now. Like this is going to be so embarrassing if this is streamed and it's just like March instead of July on our demo. Um, so yeah, we definitely wasted way too much time, but I think probably like talking to each other and hyping each other up probably helped us in the end more than like preparing would have. I got to say the fact that in the 30 minutes before your round, you had to take the time to fix your demo and you didn't have a tech attorney or a coach or someone else that could do that. Like, I'm just, Hey, like I am beyond impressed by that. I think um, there are not a whole lot of teams there that were 
completely alone in that way of, of not having anyone else that could, you know, fix a demo. Um, but hey, my, my hat is off to you. So, all right, so let's, let's go to the final round. Um, I hope that eventually you figured out you're facing a, a UCLA team. Um, you know, once that round starts with UCLA, just like, take us through like, what was like, maybe if there were any moments in the round where you're like, okay, like we can really do this or just like the excitement of it. And then we'll, we'll kind of get to the, the ending and the result. I mean, it started in captains, like as soon as we were in captains, like they were like super confident, super professional. Um, I was alone in captains because I didn't realize that the rest of my team hadn't been sent the link because um, I thought they sent it to all of us. Apparently they only sent it to me. I was literally such a mess in this like 30 minute period. Um, but yeah, like immediately, like they were way more confident than we were. We were like, I was a little nervous. I was like, oh my God, like we're about to get absolutely wrecked in this round. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then going into openings, their opener, uh, I think his name was Drew Ashlock. He was fantastic, like an amazing opening, like definitely out opened me. Um, and I was like, oh God, this is a little, a little nerve wracking. Um, I feel like for me, like the moment I realized that like we could do well, like for me, I get a lot of confidence from like objection battles. Mm. Um, so I remember there was like an objection battle during his cross, uh, the, uh, Drew's cross of, uh, the first witness that we called um, that went my way and that I felt good about. And then I was like, okay, like, you know, like this is going to be fine. Like we're going to be okay. Um, and I think like halfway through the rounds, like Gervin and I were on a call and we're like, okay, you know what? We can do this. Like before I just wanted to like not embarrass ourselves, but now I feel like we can actually like win if we like really try right now um, and put our best foot forward. So yeah, I think it was like a gradual realization throughout the trial, but I definitely didn't go into it thinking that we were going to win that round. That's just so interesting to hear, Katie, because I think those moments, especially in Zoom trial, because of course we just finished a season where at least the ending to the season was in person, but you kind of forget and then remember kind of the chaos of Zoom trial and how it can be pretty wacky behind the scenes sometimes and all the stuff that goes on. But of course, you have the round. The round is really close. Um, you know what? Let me ask you this really quick before we get to the final results. One of the things that I noticed when I was tuning in, of course, was the judging panel. Um, for those who didn't uh, watch, the judging panel was Elizabeth Grant, Daniel Elliott, Sonali Mehta, Brandon Harper, and Danny Conkle, and then Jonathan Woodward presided. So, you know, an okay judging panel. Yes. So, uh, what was what was that like when you get these just, you know, these national champions and, you know, trial by combat champions and AMTA presidents, just this sort of murderer's row of great judges, I have to imagine that produced at least a little bit of a reaction. Yeah, 100%. Um, I couldn't even think about it because like, I, I knew it would make me too nervous if I thought too much about it. Um, I was literally watching videos of Sonali like that week to prepare for this tournament. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like on a program without a coach, I think like a lot of the learning we do is from like watching film of like other people um, or like watching each other. So I definitely rely a lot on like the free videos that AMTA puts out. So like I've been watching videos of Sonali, of Elizabeth, um, and I was incredibly nervous, incredibly nervous. Um, yeah, and Jonathan Woodward was pre presiding, which was really cool. Um, yeah, it was interesting to hear him like chime in on our objection battles and to see what he thought. But yeah, it was definitely nerve wracking. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, having a judging uh, panel of that caliber is, is cool because you know that you're going to get a good result. You know that no matter what, they know what they're doing. But obviously, you have these really great competitors watching. 
So you get to the end and you get the results and you find out that your team has won the rookie rumble tournament. So take me through that feeling. You know, I know that, that this is a, you know, it's an off season tournament. It's sort of an invitational tournament, but it's a huge tournament. There's 48 teams, almost every single, you know, one of Amptis top 25 has got somebody in this tournament. It's a really, really tough tournament to be successful at. And your team has, has won it. So, so how did that feel and, and how has it been since you won the tournament and, and you all just sort of processing that and, you know, coming to terms with the fact that you won the whole thing? Yeah, I mean, it was actually insane. Like we, we like didn't even, I didn't process it that night, I don't think. Um, yeah, I've been like intermittently getting texts from Gervin where he's like, oh my God, I still can't believe that that happened. Like there's no way that that <laughs> happened, right? Um, yeah, and it was really surreal too because there were like a lot of, like our friends and family watching, which was cool because, um, you know, this is probably like the last Zoom trial that I'll get to do. Um, probably the last time like my mom will get to, get to see me do mock trial. My little brother was watching, um, who he's on the high school team now that I was on. So that was really cool. He's never seen me perform before. Gervin's whole Georgia Tech team is watching. Um, so yeah, it was just really cool to be able to like win in front of so many people that we like care about. Um, yeah, it was just an absolutely crazy, amazing feeling. Yeah, you know, that's such a good point, Katie. I hadn't thought about that until now that obviously that is one of the benefits of Zoom trial and and you had this opportunity to share that with everyone. So so that kind of leads me into what I'll say is my last question, which is this was the first time that Amps has ever done this rookie rumble tournament. We've done this one last time tournament before, um, but this is the first time they've done this format. So as someone who got to compete in it and, and have success in this tournament, you know, do you feel like this is something that AMTA should keep doing? And what do you feel like were the unique benefits of a tournament like this that maybe were a little different from other tournaments that you've done just with Penn while you've been a college competitor? I mean, I think the biggest thing is that it gives like the younger people on these programs an opportunity to showcase their abilities. Um, because a lot of times, like if you're a freshman or a sophomore on your college program, like you're probably not getting to like, do a speech necessarily, or, um, you know, like do the role that maybe you would be really well suited for. Um, and yeah, I think it helps a lot of rookies with like their stacking for the following semester if they do really well. Um, and what was really interesting too, is that like the objection battles that like I'd argue this weekend were like some of the like most nuanced objection battles I've ever had to argue. Like, I feel like the rookies were actually really on top of it. Um, so yeah, I just think it's really great for like younger members to be able to like showcase what they can do and get an opportunity to prove themselves that they might not get otherwise. Katie, it's almost like you were listening to the first half of our episode because I could not agree more. Um, I really, I, I think it's great. And again, congratulations to you uh, for, for winning it and to your team. I mean, it really is such a cool and impressive accomplishment, really. And I think I was, I was just struck when you were talking about you know, that you had been watching Sonali before and that you, as as, in, uh, as a program, you often have to kind of watch other people and try to learn from them. And I just think it's such a full circle, beautiful thing that now there are going to be people out there that are watching Katie Volpert to learn, how can I best do mock trial? And I just think that's really, really cool and a really special thing about um, our activity and why things like this are, are just very special and, and cool. And it's an awesome moment to get to share with you. Um, I want to ask, though, about the next year. Obviously, you're a rising junior. Um, what can we expect from you and, and from, from Penn? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I hope we have a good <laughs> season. 
we have like a lot of young talent on the team. Um, we didn't get like a full pen team for this tournament. So, you know, no one really got to see that much of it, but we have a lot of freshmen from the previous year who are really outstanding. A lot of sophomores who are really outstanding. Um, and our team's just really young. So hopefully uh, we're going to be able to do well this year. Um, I think we did really well last year, even though the tournament results didn't always indicate that, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope we do well this year. We're aiming for nationals. Uh, we made it two years ago, so we're hoping to get back. And yeah, I, I think that's our goal. Well, that is a good goal to have. And I guess now you can tell all of them like, hey, listen to me, guys. I know what I'm doing. At this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say on the front of, of young talent, of course, you know, in 2020, UMBC and Penn played at Orcs. And in 2021, UMBC and Penn played at Nationals. And you all were young and talented then. So I cannot imagine, I, I have to imagine that, that you're going to be even better in, in this upcoming season. doesn't surprise me at all to see the success that, that you all had. And obviously you and Rutgers and Georgia Tech had at, at uh, Rookie Rumble. And, and I'm just excited for this year. Drew and I were talking about on our previous segment, how it's hard to believe that the case is about to come out. We're about to dig into to this year, but I think there's a lot of exciting things to look forward to. So Katie, we really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. Congratulations again on such an awesome accomplishment. Uh, best of luck this season to everything that that you're going to be doing. And, and you know, good luck to, to you and Penn team. And thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure to have you, Katie. Uh, we enjoyed chatting with you. For everyone else, we've got some very exciting episodes lined up. As you know, the AMTA case is, is coming out very soon. And of course, we're going to have an episode talking about that. We'll have an announcement about that very soon. Uh, if you haven't already, go to patreon.com slash the mock review and join our Patreon community. Our Discord is over 50 people strong. Uh, and I'm sure there is going to be plenty to talk about as we get this season underway. Thank you, as always, to our $5 gold Patreons. We're so appreciative to all of them for their support and to everyone who's joined the Patreon and the Discord community. We are so grateful to each of you for supporting the Mock Review. Thanks, everyone, for listening. It's a pleasure to be, pleasure to be with you. Until we talk to you again, this has been the Mock Review with Ben and Drew.